good thing that we have some other stuff because I'm in the same boat. I don't have a whole lot to talk about this week either. <laughs> been off work for four days. I mean, shit going on since then. So. We, well, really, we hadn't done anything this week. Uh, it's been weird. Um, I, I've literally never worked a job where I've had four days off. I don't think I have. Like, never in my entire career have I ever had four days in a row off. That's, that's insane to me. Without taking vacation days? No. Yeah, without taking vacation days. Absolutely insane to me. The, uh, now, your job paid you for one of the days, but not for the other day, right? Correct. My job didn't pay me for either one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. That check's going to be a little short. <laughs> so you didn't get holiday pay at all? No, I didn't, you don't get holiday pay doing what I do. That's dumb. But we're supposed to make up for that with our commission. So this month's going to be a little short. It'll be all right. You've reached the Shays Lounge. Thank you for joining us on this post-Thanksgiving, post-gigantic um, meal <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this is Cricket. If we had a gigantic meal, it would have been less than what we had. We had so much food, and, and it was it was so neat. We were we were actually expecting to have about what nine people here, including us. Yeah, we had seven. We had seven people, but in this little tiny apartment. But we set up the tables and we bought some chairs and we had plenty of room for everybody and plenty of food for everybody and plenty of leftovers for everybody. Oh, and my favorite leftovers are sandwiches out of the leftover ham. Oh, yeah. Which I've had those like every day since then. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I had them twice on Friday. I think once yesterday and once today. Nice. Well, I, I know I ate all the potatoes and all the yams because that, that's my favorite part of Thanksgiving. I did eat some of the leftover yams before they were all gone. And I ate some of the leftover stuffing before it was gone. But honestly, I didn't get enough yams. No, those, those yams are good. You can make those again if you want. Well, I, I think I will. That's one of my favorite meals. I mean, we've got enough marshmallows. All we need is some canned yams and we're good to go. That's true. And I have another one of those uh, casserole hey, hey, dishes. See, like, we're, you know, we're set. We're, we're good. You're going we're to Walmart good. as soon as we're I, done. I, well, I've got to go to Walmart anyway. <laughs> Because I have to, um, I have to get Aaron some stuff. That we oh yeah, because we got the wrong kind of food. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm gonna make a quick trip out there when we get done with this. Get some yams. Get some yams. But um, so we don't actually have um, anything to talk about. But I, I will say that we, but Thursday on Thanksgiving was a, it was a good day. We got a lot of stuff accomplished early that morning. We did. We, we started we we, we started up. cooking at like eight thirty that morning or like preparing preparing everything we got the kitchen good and done we got the laundry room nice and clean we got the house good and clean we got the patio good and clean the cooler cleaned out I mean we got a lot of stuff done we got all our clothes washed yeah and like everything that had to be cooked was ready all we had to do was just stick it in the oven mm-hmm. so like we had everything ready to go we had it figured out okay these people are gonna start showing up at two. This stuff's going to take two hours to cook, so we're going to put it in the oven at like 11.30, so it's done about 30, 40 minutes before they get here, you know, just to make sure, and everybody showed up when they were supposed to show up. And and the stuff got ready in the type of time that allowed me to swap out the dishes, so I was keeping I was yeah. keeping the oven busy, and stuff was not getting cold, and, and it, it just it worked out perfectly. The great. last thing I remember were all the tables out, all the food was out. I was sitting back, I was leaning back in the couch with one of my kids up on my lap with his, with his head on my shoulders. And then when I woke up, everybody was gone. Everything was clean. The kid was gone. I'm just like, you know, my first thought after working on that food coma was like, fuck, what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> How long did I sleep? <laughs> I mean, I only slept for a couple of hours, but it was like kind of like what you were saying. Hard, like though. when somebody was talking about how, 
you know, they took a nap from their Thanksgiving meal. From the turkey. From the turkey and everything, and then woke up to a a football game at halftime with Dolly Parton in a cowboy cowgirl's uniform singing Queen. Singing Queen. Like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) I might still be asleep. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That was a pretty badass halftime. Yeah. See, I mean, Dolly Parton is, what, 77 years old? And she looks as good as any one of those cheerleaders that's out there? Yes, she did. Oh, my goodness. That, like, that... (laughs) Nobody looks that good at 77. Props to her plastic surgeon is what I got to say. Right. Because my goodness. But, you know, I, I, it's something that you pointed out, though. You did notice she was hanging on to stuff when Every she Every time was when she moved around, she was holding on to that, that barrier thing that was up there. Yeah, and it could just have been, it, it very easily could have been just the type of shoes she was wearing. Because I think she has, she, she doesn't have any trouble walking around on stage. Yeah. And it could just be, have been the footwear. Or maybe the thing was unsteady. Could have been. But I mean, because it's a temporary stage, there's no telling how steady yeah, it is. Yeah, those things that can't be completely sturdy. They got to wobble a little bit. A little bit, and I'm, being I'm, portable like that. She is 77, so yep. <laughs> nobody gets around as good as 77 as they did at 20. No. <laughs> but holy crap, she did good. She did. And, and the Cowboys, a, the Cowboys won. It was a blowout game. 45 to 10. And what was crazy? It was it was 20 to 10 after the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And they ended up winning, was it 45 to 10? 45 to 15. Uh, 17. 17. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like, holy crap. Yeah, they put up they put up a, just a crap ton of points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, 25. And, and, there, and there was a, uh, uh, what, what is that guy's name? I cannot remember his name. Um, he's got, a, he had a pick six in the game. And uh, that was his fourth for, for like his career, which ties the record. No, no, that was his fourth this fourth or fifth this season yeah well that that ties the record for number of pick sixes that have happened in a season in a yeah. season yeah and he actually leads the league in, in interceptions he has seven this year and now the the thing that i will say about dallas this year is all of the games that they have won have been against teams who are sub 500 so they've they've won all the games that they're supposed to win except for one Yes, they should have beat the Cardinals, but they had like four players out with injuries during that yeah. game. I, I, I really can't hold that against them. But they haven't played but two big boy teams this year. Yeah. And that's going to be a problem because the last half of their season is going to be all big boy teams. And that's where you're going to see Dallas rise or fall. Yep. And, but that's that's usually what happens every year. They do really good halfway through the season. And then the last half of the season, they just lay down. Yep. They make sure they snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory. That's right. But, you know, I give you, have been giving a hard time with you about uh, uh, Prescott. Uh-huh. But he's actually, I mean, like I was looking a minute ago, he leads the league right now in quarterback rating. Mm-hmm. And overall rating. Mm-hmm. He leads the league in touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. He is in the top five in – Passing yards and yards per game. And what's crazy is that guy that was the quarterback for Washington, mm-hmm. he leads the league. Really? In passing yards. But, like, because Prescott is second, and that dude is first, and he's got, like, 400 yards on Prescott. Washington's a terrible team this year, though. Well, you got to look at the game the other day. They only scored 17 points. Dude didn't throw any touchdown passes, but he threw for 300 yards. Jeez. They're just they're just not able to to 
finish these. Yeah, so like they can get down a little bit, but they can't go anywhere once they get down there. You know, yeah. it's like they get stalled or something. I don't know. Well, that and they'll go, go it would go down so far, and then Dallas would force some kind of turnover. So, man, that was a it was a really good game to watch up until the fourth quarter. Then you're just like, okay, I'm starting to feel bad for Washington now. <laughs> this is getting ridiculous real fast. Well, Dallas was at you know at, by the fourth quarter, it were just they were just running up the score. Yeah. It was almost mean. Yeah, it's like they like. I remember when you could tell they'd already taken Prescott out because he was walking around with his hat on and everything. Had that turkey leg that he got. <laughs> but after he had finished the uh, that last drive, you knew he was out at that point. And then Washington drove down for a wall, and then they had the pick six. So then Washington got the ball back, and then they ended up running out the clock during that next possession. So, like, the backup quarterback for the last – they didn't have any – their offense didn't touch the field for the last five, six minutes of the game, I don't mm-hmm. think. I think that's accurate. Because they didn't need to. Yeah, I mean, what's the point? They're up by 45. <laughs> Jeez, that was, that was horrible, though. <laughs> Speaking of horrible, uh, Mahomes is not having a very good day today so far. No, he's not. He at least ran it for the first, for the first down just a second ago. but Yeah, they got yeah. a first down now, but they're – Seven and three, losing fourteen to nothing to the five and six Las Vegas Raiders. Okay, a... where's that cat? <laughs> I don't know. Hang on a second. Let me go see where she is. She's she in the hallway? They didn't let her in the room. I think she's in the hallway. Looks like she was. It was funny because she was got caught up in a room while ago, and I could hear her crying. And when I looked over, I could hear the meowing coming from our bedroom and I look over and as she's meowing I can see her little paw under the door like a little kid kind of like meeting on the carpet she's like hey I'm over here hey <laughs> see me hey I'm in here <laughs> like, let me out please yeah she couldn't get out I'm surprised she hasn't messed with the tree at all um I think she may be a little afraid of it um I know the dogs are terrified of it uh because I threw Ditto's baby by accident under the tree earlier and he managed to get the baby out from under the tree, but you'd have thought that tree was going to pounce on him. <laughs> it's a killer tree. Yes, and he was. We have one of those uh, one of those balls that's hanging off the tree was like hanging a little bit low, and he was he was easing his way underneath that ball, but he was keeping an eye on it when he was under it because he didn't know what it was going to do to him. Tree balls are hanging low. <laughs> Isn't that what they're supposed to do? Is swing low? Well, it is an old tree, so that's not an old tree. We got that last year. <laughs> That's a new tree. <laughs> I guess. I'm I'm just surprised because, you know, when you get stuff that's pre-lit, it never works the second year. I, that's true. <laughs> well, it does have that big dead spot right at the three-quarters of the way up. There's no lights out. There's just no lights there. Yeah, there's just no lights there. It just wasn't, it wasn't lit properly. Yeah. Maybe we didn't fluff the branches the way we should have or something. Uh, no tell. You fluffed that side. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I did not. I fluffed the back side. No, you didn't. I, didn't. I fluffed the good side over there on that side. That's <laughs> the, that looks like something I would do. Mm-hmm. This other side, it's all janky. That's your side. Oh, okay. Is that how this is going to work? Yep. Your side is the janky side. I'm going to let you sleep on the side of the bed that the ferret pooped on tonight. You can sleep on that, and that'll be your janky side. Well, I got care. Those sheets are in the wash. <laughs> <laughs> Mahomes looks like he's running for my life. <laughs> oh, they're going to get him. 
Cause he, no, he's not. Oh. They, he pushed him out of bounds. How's that not like a... Well, I guess it wasn't really a late hit or anything. Mm-hmm. That was that was like a fair hit. Yeah. So, this week, because we don't have a whole lot to talk about, we are doing most of the show as Am I the Asshole? And boy, do I have some doozies for you. <laughs> we're going to start off with a doozy. Oh, okay. You're not going to build up to it? No, we're going to come right out of the gate. Dive in head first. Let's go. All right. Am I the asshole for carbon copying all, for CCing all my friends, family, and coworkers after my husband divorced me via email? Her husband divorced her over email? Yes, and she took the email and she carbon copied her friends, family, and coworkers. And wants to know if she's the asshole. My initial reaction is they're both kind of being assholes about that because who does that over an email? Right. But then again, I'm thinking maybe she had it coming. (laughs) I mean, this could go either way real quick. I, 47 female, Mm -hmm. woke up yesterday morning to an email from my husband of 21 years, 50 male, entitled, quote, working things out. Very deceptive title, because instead of arranging a meeting or even a phone call, my husband goes on a four-paragraph soapbox speech about how marriage is supposed to be, quote, for the most part, an in-person commitment, and then it pains him to say this, but this cannot go on anymore. He goes on in a very clinical, detached tone to describe us how not speaking for a week before our big fight and then not hearing from me for the week afterwards is abandonment for him, so he's filing for divorce. He then asked me to tell me what things of mine I wanted him to ship and that he wants to do things uh, fairly via mediation. Also said that he would only be responding to calls regarding our daughter and to contact his lawyer for everything else. This is the straw that broke the camel's back for me because leading up to Thanksgiving, he's already been complaining that he's spending the holidays alone and it's all my fault. For a little context, I moved in with my daughter, 16, from Kentucky to Atlanta three years ago because she wants to get into acting and singing. She's now attending a performing arts high school and trying to make a living acting. My husband was supportive at first. He sent in 60 applications to jobs in Atlanta, but even though he's been a manager at a motel for 13 years here, he only got entry-level interviews. My husband initially said that there's FaceTime and he has airline points, but I soon saw how inflexible he was. Every conversation was unbearable because if I picked his brain, I knew I'd be running into a brick wall. Instead of learning to enjoy long distance, it was like fulfilling marriage equals long distance? Nope. He asked us to move back during the actor's strike. At that time, we had already agreed that he could have sex with others as long as he fulfilled his other obligations. He agreed to our arrangement but dumped the woman after a month and got more petty, saying the women he wants wouldn't be into married men. Our final fight was over when I said we were going to have a virtual Thanksgiving with my mom and wish her recovery from surgery, and he said, why don't you come back and tell her in person? He also said instead of me giving input over Christmas decorations to come back and do it in person. He said he had more intimacy with the escort than me because it was in person, and I called him a hospitality, hospitality manager stereotype, unable to adapt to change and stuck in his path. The fury boiled over after his email, and I replied and cc'd the extended family, friends who only hear from him and his side, and his co-worker and friends of the family. Just to tell them that the man who says he's the peacemaker is divorcing me over email, and that he's been seeing other women and saying that his one-month fling with an escort was more fulfilling. Am I the asshole? 
My only regret is that a friend's kid got hold of the email and I've had to shield my daughter and explain that her dad is divorcing me. Well, see, I don't know. I don't know if that's like an asshole status, but why? I don't understand why you'd want to put your business out there like that. That's. I don't know if that's an asshole move. I just think it's stupid. So there's some red flags in here for me. Here's one of the red flags. Her daughter is 16, right? Now, they moved from Atlanta to or Kentucky to Atlanta three years ago when this girl is 13 so that she can become an actor. That sounds like a stage mom to me. The girl yeah. the girl is not, okay, she's trying to make a living acting and she's attending a performing arts high school. Are, do you mean to tell me there's no performing arts high schools in Kentucky? I'm sure there's something in Kentucky. People act in Kentucky all the time. Moving to Atlanta feels Kentucky like- Kentucky and banjo music. Yeah. <laughs> Moving to Atlanta feels like it was probably a decision that was made by the mom because she's a stage mom and she wants to be famous off her daughter or she wants her daughter to be famous and to ride those coattails. So that's a red flag for me. Yeah. And then she admitted that she told her husband it was okay to have sex with other women. And then when she CC'd this email to everybody and his work friends, she said that he was cheating on her. Right. Huge red flag. Huge red flag. This woman seems like an absolute drama queen. <laughs> so I'm saying she wanted she wanted all the attention from it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and apparently if you if you go down into the comments on this thing, somebody asked, Are you working while you're down there with your daughter? Because you said your daughter is trying to make a living acting. Are you working? And she said she was sewing costumes for other people in the neighborhood that she knew, in the neighborhood that they lived in. That is probably not bringing in the kind of money that you need to live in Atlanta and be an actor. Red flag number three, she is probably relying on her husband's money. Mm-hmm. That's what I was about to say. I bet you her dad's still paying for all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't really blame him for wanting an in-person marriage. Probably, Especially like when she like all but refused to come back home for anything. Yeah. She like wanted, she was afraid she was going to miss something. Yeah. And, and I, I know, I know. Just speaking from you and I were long distance for, gosh, July, August, September, three months. We were long distance for three months because I yeah. moved up here the first of J- July, in uh, to uh, Little Rock, and, and I moved in September. You moved like the end of September, so for three months we were long distance, and we worked really hard at that. We really did. I came down, like I came down to see you and to get more stuff from the house to move up, like at least every week or every two weeks. You would come up here and bring more stuff up here. And see, and we would spend as much time as we possibly could together. I didn't just move up here and stop talking to you. Yeah. And then he, and then another red flag. They didn't talk for a week, had a fight, and then didn't talk for another week. That's that's a that's a huge problem. Almost like yeah, it's like she told him, "Go have sex with other women. Leave me alone." Yeah. Just keep sending me your money, though. Yeah, she wants a sugar daddy. Yep. So, yes, I think she is 100% the asshole. 
She wants the daddy without getting the sugar. Yeah. <laughs> and I think she's trying to make him sound like the bad guy by saying he was all clinical and da 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 But he was, I, I have a feeling he was probably to the point that he was just done fighting with her. Yeah. And so saying, hey, contact my lawyer about this is probably the most healthiest way that they could handle it. I agree with that. So one of the comments was, you clearly love drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. Somebody else said, she's mad because she's afraid he won't continue to fund her and her daughter's fun lifestyle. She won't even go see her own mother at Christmas. Selfish, selfish. Anyway, thought that was a pretty big doozy. <laughs> Let me go back up here to the top. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <clears throat> so we have agreed that she's the asshole. Yeah. Okay. Am I the asshole for not signing on a blank piece of paper to prove my trust to my husband? Nope. <laughs> nope. I ain't signing my name to no blank sheet of paper. I don't give a damn who it is. Like, no, I don't think so, Scooter. There's no way. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't even care what the rest of the story says. What backstory? Nothing. Uh-uh. No. No, no, no. Don't ever come to me and say, here, sign this. It's a blank sheet of paper. I mean, okay, that's just like with the when we were back at the the where we worked in Waco, mm-hmm. right? They had supervisors every now and had to sign stuff too. And it was a training log that they filled out. But they asked me to sign this training log one day. And I'm like, I looked at it. I was like, no. Oh, we got to have everybody sign it. I was like, there's nothing on it. Well, we're going to talk. Well, when we talk about it and you put something at the top, then I'll agree to it. I'll sign it. So I'm not signing it like that. And Valdez got pissed. So I was like, no. (laughs) And then they brought somebody else to try to talk to me about it. I'm like, dude, I am not signing my name to a training log. That's fucking blank. Like, are you crazy? Because I could sign my name on there, and you could put up on the top of the sheet says, understanding that if I'm more than two minutes late for something, again, I'm automatically terminated. And then you got my name on there. Well, we're not going to do something stupid like that. I was like, I don't, I don't know if you are or not. I ain't willing to put my job on the line for it, so no. When it's filled out, call me. I'll come back. I'll read it. I'll sign it, but not until then. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way in hell I'm putting my name on a... Fuck. No. No. Uh-uh. Nope. Not doing it. I don't even care if you bring me something that says, here, put your signature on here for me, this blank sheet of paper. I'll be like, uh, no, ma'am. So just, so just for future reference, you know I ain't doing that. No, no, no. My husband and I were arguing about paternity testing after reading lots of Reddit stories about it. He said that I, that men should be able to get it without judgment, the paternity test. And I said that women should be trusting and trusted in a committed relationship. I told him if he wants a DNA test, then we should not have kids. He came back at me with a blank piece of paper and told me to sign it. I asked him why. He said he told me that he wants it. I told him I'll never sign a blank piece of paper ever. He asked me whether I think he'll use it for bad things or ever harm me. I said, no, I don't. Then he told me that I should not worry about it, sign it, and trust him. 
Then he said he will not ask for a DNA test because he trusts me, but I should also show, show my trust and sign on the blank piece of paper. He said he will not have kids with me unless I do it. It's stupid. They're not equivalent. No one should just sign a blank piece of paper. I said, that's the first thing that we're taught. He just tells me to trust him and sign it, says he needs to know his wife trusts him completely before he can have children. I can't explain my viewpoint properly. He feels like he got me. Am I wrong here? Ooh. <laughs> I'm still not going to sign a blank sheet of paper, but I see what he was getting at. I'm supposed to blindly trust you, but you're not going to blindly trust me. Oh, he, he put her in a tough spot. I like yeah. it. <laughs> Here's my view on it. I think these people should divorce immediately. Right. They don't need to be together anyway. <laughs> Because obviously there's some trust issues there's there. There's some major... If, okay, if reading Reddit stories about other people getting paternity tests is enough to put you in this much turmoil, you got some serious shit going on. Right? I mean, serious shit. There's already shit. thoughts in there that she's cheating, he's cheating. Somebody's doing something yeah. they don't need to be doing. Yep. <laughs> and I always find that it is a really bad idea to give an ultimatum because yeah. you're never going to like the other side of that ultimatum i won't do this unless you i won't have kids with me unless you do this oh great i guess we're done you know i guess yeah. we're not having kids you know because that it's my opinion okay i'm not giving anybody marriage advice i'm not a licensed marriage counselor i'm just giving my opinion I don't think ultimatums of any kind are healthy in a marriage. No, they're not. Boundaries are healthy. Ultimatums are not. And there is a huge difference between the two. See, that goes along the lines like I've heard you say it. I've, heard, I've said it. Someone will ask you something. And before I, you answer or I answer, not necessarily each other, but in conversations that came up, it's been like, don't ask me a question unless you want to really know what my answer is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't ask me a question that you are not prepared for the answer. It's like, are you sure you want me to answer that? Yeah. I don't, I don't, we might have been in situations like that before, you and I. Don't ask me questions unless you want me to answer, but I don't think it's ever been anything like, like major, major. No. In fact, I can't even think. I, I, I know stuff like that has happened, but I can't think of what it was. <laughs> We've been married a really damn long time. I know something like that has cropped up at, at least I once in the past. Because I'll, why would I ask you anything? I mean, I already know all the answers. <laughs> and 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 if if you you're not sure about that, then just ask you. Cause I, mean, I always have answers. <laughs> They're not always right, but by God, I've always got an answer. <laughs> <laughs> That is the God's honest truth. Um, oh, this is, a, this is a good one. This is a doozy. I kicked my step-granddaughter out of my house. Am I the asshole? So I, 51 male, have a daughter who's 30, almost 31. In 2019, my daughter married her now husband, who's a bit older for, than her, but not by much. He's 39. I begged her not to marry him, not because I don't like him, but because of his child. My daughter has a son with my son-in-law, and my son-in-law has a 13-year-old daughter from a previous relationship. The 13-year-old has made it damn near impossible for my daughter to enjoy her baby. 
This child is incredibly dangerous in my opinion, and therefore the major event that caused me to cut contact with her, it was always something that she had going on. Last year, the 13-year-old stepchild told the school that my son, 22, had assaulted her, sexually assaulted her, and it started a shitstorm of police interviews and other things. It came out pretty quickly that she was lying because my son has a large burn scar that takes up the lower half of his body and the stepchild couldn't identify it via photos. My son also volunteered for and passed a polygraph test. The psychologist who interviewed both my son and the stepchild deduced rather quickly that the stepchild was lying. When confronted, the stepchild admitted she was lying because she was angry that my daughter wouldn't get her a laptop. We had a situation the Christmas before where I brought my daughter a gaming laptop and my step-granddaughter wanted it, but her tantrum didn't work, so she decided to try and steal it. I invited my daughter and grandson uh, to Thanksgiving and told my son-in-law he was more than welcome to come, but his child was not. He said he understood. So my daughter, my grandson, and my son-in-law show up Thanksgiving Day. Everything was going well until we hear the front door open and in walks my stepchild, the, the stepchild. Apparently, her mother had gotten wind that we were gathered at my house and decided stepchild should be included. I met stepchild in the foyer and told her she wasn't welcome in my home and she needed to leave. She got smug and said, well, my mom's already left, so, and tried to push past me. I held my arms out and stopped her and told her to get out now. I forced her back outside and told her she could wait by the mailbox while she called her mom to come get her. This child has never heard no more than a few times. I told my son-in-law he could do what he wanted as long as it didn't involve bringing her back in my home. He went outside and came back in to tell us that apparently her mom thought we weren't allowed to gather unless it included stepchild. <clears throat> her mom ended up coming back to get her only when I called the police. I had her and her mother trespassed. Her mom pitched a fit, but the officers fully understood once I provided proof that this brat had lied on my son. Now everyone on my son-in-law's side is saying that I'm the asshole for being mean to a child, but frankly, I'd prefer never to see her again. Kudos to Grandma. She got my support. Fuck that fucking kid, man. That that child sounds like she's very disturbed. And and mom sounds like she's probably enabling it. Yeah. Because if mom brought the stepchild that she knew was not welcome to the house anyway and, and said, Go on her in. Off, go 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 sound like the mom was trying to ditch her off so mm -hmm. she could so mom could go do what mom wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah, that oh she didn't want to deal with the kid either, so she toss the kid off to somebody else. Now, I don't know if this kid is acting out because of the divorce between mom and son-in-law. It's possible that that could be happening. She feels like she's not getting the attention that she needs. But any kid, any 13-year-old who is willing to accuse another human being of sexually assaulting her, and it's obviously not the truth, there's something wrong with that kid. Yeah. And she, a little bit. She desperately does. They, they, it, if it, if it, if it was up to me, I'd demand that she go into court-ordered therapy. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. That kid needs to go through some type of therapy. Because just think, I mean, daughter and son-in-law have a baby. What is this 13-year-old going to do to this baby as it gets older? She yeah. could she could be violent with, him, with it. Yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> I wouldn't want the kid in my house either. Be like, are you crazy? Let's see. Um, I'm not going to read that one because it's really long. Um, but the guy's an asshole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Am I the asshole for not paying for the other couple on a double date? <laughs> well, that depends. Was there a 
an arrangement, pre-made. Well, we'll see. And then they did something to piss him off, so he's like, fuck you, I ain't paying for your food. Me and my husband are recently married, and at the wedding, I talked to one of my friends and his girlfriend about going out on a double date soon. I texted him later on, wishing him a happy Thanksgiving, and asked if he would still like to double with me and my husband. We settled on a date, and then he asked where we should go for dinner. I made a suggestion for a place that was fairly pricey, but a little out of the way. But I also said I'd be fine going somewhere closer to them. He made a different suggestion to a more expensive restaurant closer to where they lived. Wasn't a big deal to me or my husband, so we agreed. When the waitress came over to ask if the checks were together or separate, he and his girlfriend went a little quiet. My husband gestured to me and myself, told her that we were on one check, and my friend was on the other. My friend looked, then looked at his girlfriend and made a face that I can't describe. After we paid our separate checks, my friend said how, said how he was glad he didn't spend all his money so he could afford coming here and how it was more expensive than he thought it would be. His check ended up being more expensive because he was ordering alcoholic drinks and no one else was drinking. Am I the asshole for paying for another couple's meal on a double date just because I asked if they would go? No. I'm not <laughs> obligated to pay for somebody else's shit. Especially when they chose the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, they chose the fucking restaurant. He went where he chose to go and was like, and that's probably why he was ordering all the drinks because he assumed they were going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. And then when it come time, time, come time to pay, and he was like, oh, shit, I got to pay for this? <laughs> I thought I was mooching off of them. So, okay, now, if you go out with your pa- like, okay, let's say our kids are adults. And our adult children and us go out to a meal. I'm going to pay for my adult children. Yeah. Because that's what you do as a parent. You know, you pay for your adult children. If I go out with another adult person who is not related to me, <laughs> they own their own. Yeah. I love you, but they own their own. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, like the last time that I got, the, we, we went on a, a double date with uh, my best friend and his husband uh, to the Flying Fish. Remember? We paid for our own meal. I paid for a couple of his drinks, but we we split the check. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Well, that too. We ordered our food before they got there. No, we no we no we didn't. We, yeah, time, didn't we we ordered at the same time. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I paid for a couple of margaritas for him because you know he was talking about getting some margaritas. Well, I will say this though: you you did offer to pay for it, and he's like, no. <laughs> You're not paying for our stuff. Yeah. And, and I would have been okay with paying for it. I would have been perfectly okay to pay for it. But the expectation was not that we were going to pay for it. Yeah, he, he didn't go, they didn't go into it thinking, oh, uh, let's order whatever we want because, you know, Cricket and Tom are paying for all of it. Yeah, I mean, that's just, no. I mean. <laughs> so, no, not the asshole for not paying for it. Um, let's see. Come on. Hang on. Come on. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> Am I the asshole for screaming at my future sister-in-law and telling her to stop whining like a baby? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like that was uh, something that happened in front of friends and family at the uh, at a family get-together of some sort. I love it when these when these... The stories come out hot out the gate like that. Right? Because that could go either way real quick. <laughs> I, 34, female, was asked to cater Thanksgiving deal, uh, dinner for myself, 
my three children, my oldest child's boyfriend, my fiance, my future brother-in-law, and his fiance. So that's a lot of people already. Wait. My future brother-in-law and his fiance, wouldn't that be his sister, her sister? No, uh, so that's the fiance's brother and brother and fiance's brother's fiance. What? <laughs> okay, so the so she's got a fiance. Right. The fiance has a brother. Right. That's the future brother-in-law. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I got you now. I got you. Okay. All right, all right. And the future brother-in-laws also has a fiance who is coming. Okay. So we've got, got myself, three children, boyfriend, fiance. So okay. So we child's boyfriend, her fiance, her fiance's brother, and then her brother's fiance. Yes. Or her, or her, her fiance's brother's, brother's fiance. fiance. Yes, yes, I got you. Okay. Uh, I'm following now. I got, so we I got, got we got eight people coming to this Thanksgiving. All right. I absolutely agreed to this because not only do I love cooking, but I'm a good at it because my dad taught me when I was young, and he used to work for a well-known cruise line as a chef. I honestly get joy out of seeing people's reactions to eating a delicious meal. On short notice, I was informed that not only would there be six extra people, but also that my future sister-in-law would be cooking. Now, I don't have a problem with people wanting to add their own signature dish or anything like that. The more the merrier, right? Well, sister-in-law is a terrible cook. I've tried to help her in the past by giving her small tips without hovering or overstepping, but she just doesn't listen. At this point, I just let her do what she pleases. Once dinner was finished, we put everything on the table, organized everything in order from meats to sides to gravies to biscuits. Everyone filled up on their plates and went crazy. I started cleaning up the mess from the cooking and doing some light cleaning around what was left of the food. As I was walking from the dining room back to the kitchen to throw something away, she's entering the dining room with her fiancé. She looks at the table and says, no one ate anything I made. She grabs her fiancé, storms to the bedroom, and starts screaming at the top of her lungs at her fiancé that I somehow sabotaged her and her food so that no one would eat it. First of all, I wasn't even in the kitchen when she was cooking because I had timed all of my dishes to be finished at the same time. Second of all, I would never sabotage food knowing that people are going to eat it. Third of all, I was outside entertaining kids and guests so that she would have some space to cook because the kitchen is not very big. So I waited for her to finish her little rant. Then she came out and gave me a dirty look, started saying stuff under her breath about me. This is where I went off. I screamed at her that I have done nothing but try to help her and all she's done is ignore my suggestions. I also yelled at her that she's acting like an immature baby throwing a temper tantrum and maybe nobody ate anything you, you made because it didn't look appetizing. Then I stormed off to go have a peace break. <clears throat> Info. I did not tell anyone who made which dish. I just directed people to the food and let them know that plates and silverware were on the table. So there was no way for anyone to know who made what. I wanted to give everyone who cooked a fair chance of a taste test. So am I the asshole for telling her to go sit down and stop whining like a baby? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. At least you didn't call her a bitch. <laughs> She may have called her a bitch. We don't know. This is only a one side of the story. <laughs> well, she might have been. Listen here, you little C-word. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm trying to figure out why... So, OP kind of gives me a little bit of a, a judgy vibe. OP. Uh, original poster, the, the lady oh. that made the post. Uh, she kind of gives me... 
I have a feeling if sister-in-law made a, made a beautifully catered six-course meal, OP would probably still have thought it was terrible. Probably still thought it was so poor. Probably. So you think is she has a little bit of this, ugh, nobody can do this as good as I can. Why, why am I not the one? Why is someone else trying to do it? It should just be me. Yes. Okay. Um, I think that sister-in-law, um, and, and the, the reason that I'm saying that is because I understand that OP has semi-formal training because her dad was a chef. Right. You don't give advice like that unless it's asked for. And she said she's been trying to teach this woman how to cook. Well, maybe she didn't want you to teach her how to cook. Leave her the fuck alone. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, it depends on what she's doing, too. Yeah, now, if she's if she's making the mac and cheese with American sliced cheeses, let's, let's stop her. Or if it's something that's not being handled properly. You know what I mean? Like taking a taste test with a spoon and putting it right back in the food. Or, like raw chicken against other stuff before it's cooked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Completely understand that. What I'm saying is it feels like this woman and her future sister-in-law have been antagonistic for a while because of probably things that both of them have said and done and this is where it blew up. Yeah. And Lord <laughs> having a blow up on Thanksgiving. <laughs> It ain't Thanksgiving without it. It wouldn't be Thanksgiving. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think she was the I don't think she was the the asshole for telling her sister in law to sit down and quit being a whiny baby. I really don't. Um, but I think there's a lot more to it than just the story. This sounds like this. Yeah, is, there's more to that one. This is this is an ongoing and deeply seated issue we between got, the two of them. Let's keep it food related. We got the side dishes of the story. We didn't get the whole entree. No, we didn't get the whole entree. We did not get the entrees. <laughs> um, oh, this is, okay. So this is a um, this is a good one. Um, and it doesn't ask necessarily, am I the asshole? It just says, husband being asked to leave the family locker room. Um, my husband and I are having a debate right now. He took our daughter to a birthday pool party. It was at the... At the oh, hold on. I was looking at something. I didn't hear what you were saying. Start over, okay. please. Uh, husband was asked to leave the family locker room. My husband and I are having a debate right now. He took our daughter to a birthday pool party at the YMCA. Our daughter was the last one out of the pool. My husband took her to the family locker room, and a mother looked at my husband and said, Your daughter can be in here, but you can't, and you have to leave now. This woman was the only other person in there with her daughter and a baby. Only the children were changing. Adults weren't in the pool. My husband said he brought our daughter back out and waited for the woman to leave, then brought our daughter in to dress her. He didn't feel comfortable bringing her into the men's locker room. He said, you can't pay me to enter a woman's locker room. I was upset with him because I never want our daughter to feel uncomfortable being in any situation with her father. If this woman didn't want to be around men, why didn't she go to the women's locker room? I told him I wish he'd stuck up for himself and told her the family room is all-inclusive. If she wanted privacy, go to the women's or any of the other private bathrooms. My husband's argument is that as a man, no matter what he would have said in a bathroom situation, he would have been in the wrong and did not want to get into an argument. He didn't want the woman to get too aggressive in front of our daughter and to make her make it more uncomfortable. He also said that her and her child were part of the birthday party as well, and that after changing, they were all going into the same party room and he would have been the only guy in a room full of women. 
He said that he felt like he would have walked into a lion's den after having a restroom argument. My husband works very hard to provide for us. I'm the one that goes to school functions, birthday parties, etc. I just wasn't feeling well today and asked him to go, and now I feel bad about this, being his first kid birthday party experience. I told him our private school is filled with entitled women that need to be reminded politely that they don't own every room because that's exactly how 90% of them ask. I guess I just wish I was there to speak up for my husband because I would have told that woman off real quick. My other issue is, what if he's a single father there wasn't a female in his family dynamic? What was he to do? Am I the asshole? Now, why were you asking? Now, what? When I asked you, when I told you I missed something to start over, you didn't start over from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. Okay, what part is the, am I the asshole for what? Wanting my husband to stand up for himself against this woman in the bathroom. Well, I don't mean, that didn't even sound like she was an asshole at all. I mean. I guess she's, I think she's. I mean, I. I'm on the side with the dad because I mm-hmm. would have done the same thing. Because, mm-hmm. like he said, no matter what he said or did, he'd have been the bad guy. Yeah. And then being in that situation, if he'd have stayed in there, she could have gone out and said that he was in there trying to look at her daughter while mm-hmm. she was changing. Yeah. So he did the right thing by getting the fuck out of there. I I a hundred percent agree. I as much as I think that this woman was probably in the wrong by being so fucking entitled to a family changing room because it right. was a family changing room. There is nothing he could have done in that situation except for what he did. Yeah, he made the right choice. He he, ma- he made the right choice. Hundred percent made the right choice. Yep. So I don't think anybody's the asshole in this situation, to be honest. I think the woman in the bathroom was probably just not comfortable having a guy in there. Didn't expect I a guy to be in there. I think she was just like he, like they said, she was just a little entitled bitch. Trying to throw a fit about it. And then I, I see his point of view. Well, he did the right thing mm-hmm. by getting himself out of that situation. And But also see the, the, the wife's viewpoint. You know, I wish you would have stood up for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, you know, I don't think he could have stood up for himself in that situation. Right? There's like but literally I, I nothing he, could he could have. Said. But I understand her wishing there was a way that he could have. But I think that was more like what she was saying. She knew that he couldn't have done anything, but she's like, I wish I. She's regretting not being there mm-hmm. to do it for him. Yeah. You know? Because, you know... Because, like, like, with the situation, like, you were just talking about the other day, about when we were talking about how much we missed... The one thing we missed about COVID is having your social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy that was, like, creeping up on you, and when you told him to back off, he, like, went off on you. Yeah. You know? And you could only have done so much because you're a woman. But I was just like, fuck, why couldn't I buy, Why couldn't I have been there? Yeah. Because he would have gotten a lot more... His social distancing would have been a lot less than what he wanted it to be. Well, he probably wouldn't have been as aggressive no, he wouldn't as have. he was had a six foot three, two hundred eighty pound man been standing next to me. Yeah. Instead of me being alone in the grocery store checkout line asking him to take his unmasked self a little further than six feet away. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like, man, why can fuck, why can't I have been there for that shit? <laughs> because, you know, Men's, men are supposed to stick up for women, right? But there are some situations where women have to stick up for the men, too. Yeah. And, and I think that would have been a good situation where she could have said, what the fuck are you trying to imply? What, what's wrong with you? Like, my husband's not coming in here to mess with you. He's coming in here 
to change his daughter, just like you're doing. Yeah. This is a family restroom. Which is where family's supposed to go. Yeah, I mean, you don't get to take the whole thing just because you didn't want to go to the ladies' locker room. Like, what's wrong with you, lady? But yeah, in that situation where he was alone, he did exactly the right thing. Yeah, I agree. Okay. (laughs) So no real asshole in that that one at all. (laughs) You're going to disagree with me on this one. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. And I'm not making a uh, decision until I hear the whole thing. I'm not going to tell you which way I'm coming down on this, but you will disagree with me on this. You're not going to uh, rope-a-dope me into something here. (laughs) Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend she's wrong about my family after she met them for Thanksgiving? (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. Not making any comments yet. (laughs) I invited my 29 male girlfriend, 27 female, to my family's Thanksgiving dinner. My mom, my aunt, and my sister-in-law are the best cooks, so they always take care of dinner and everything. My mom was excited to meet my girlfriend that she, my mom, pulled my girlfriend into the kitchen to help. Everyone liked my girlfriend, and I thought it was a good day, but my girlfriend is mad now. She got mad that all the women did all the cooking and cleaning up while the men sat around and did, quote, nothing. She asked me why I didn't try to help. My mom or any of my relatives never ask, and I don't want to be in the way. It's nothing to do with women or men. The best cooks in the family just get to make the dinner. It just so happens that all the women who do it. My girlfriend says she got pulled into cooking, too, and she didn't want to be rude to my mom, so she said yes. It's because my mom was excited to get to know her, but my girlfriend said my brother brought his new boyfriend to meet the family and he wasn't pulled into helping. According to her, my mom waited on him hand and foot, but my girlfriend got put to work. She's also mad at me because she kept coming out to see me and she was trying to get me to get her out of the kitchen, but I kept sending her back. I had no idea what she wanted out and, and, uh, didn't want, didn't, and that she didn't want to help my mom and everyone else. Am I the asshole for telling her she's wrong when she basically made it out that my family treats men and women differently? My mom is a lawyer. My sister-in-law is a biologist. Of all the women in my family are educated and have careers. Women are not treated differently or as less than. They just happen to be the best with cooking. My girlfriend won't talk to me or return my messages. She's overreacting, right? I can't see why she's mad like she is. Am I the asshole? Here's what I'm going to say. He should have pulled his head out of his ass at one point. Because if she kept trying to come out, there's obviously, he should have picked up on something going on while she didn't want to be in there. Mm -hmm. And he kind of, it was almost like he was just kind of like, all the other women in there, you need to go in there too. Leave us alone. So I'm kind of seeing how how she felt like she was like pushed away. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can see how she would view it that way. Mm-hmm. But then again, maybe like he said, it's just why would you want somebody in there cooking that don't know what the fuck they're doing? You know. Oh, God, it's about to get serious. <laughs> the fact that brother brought his boyfriend over and boyfriend was not immediately conscripted into the kitchen to cook along with the women tells me that this is an extremely sexist household and that women are expected to cook and clean while the men sit and do nothing. And it has nothing to do with the fact that the, quote, best cooks are the women. 
I guarantee you. Yeah, because that's kind of a red flag statement there. Although the women are better at cooking, so they should be doing it. Have the men ever tried? Have they ever offered to help? Has any one of them taken a goddamn cooking class so that they can help mom with a Thanksgiving meal? They were testing this woman to see if she was going to be a good wife for this lazy-ass man who was sitting on the couch watching football and having a good little old time with his male buddies while the women were cooking and cleaning. Yeah. Well, I, this, I, is wep- up on that. this is weaponized incompetence. Yeah. Okay. That, okay. Case in point. From the office. The dirty microwaves. Remember that one? Oh, my God. The dirty microwave made me so mad. <laughs> when he told her, Ryan said, well, yeah, somebody's going to have to get in there and clean it. And she's, he's, and she's like, well, maybe you should. And he goes, ah, you'd be much better at this. You know, I, I would just make it worse. It's like, well, why don't you try until you get it right? Quit weaponizing your competence, you lazy-ass motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, I have a very serious problem with this. And I'm hoping that she is his ex-girlfriend since she's not returning his his calls or his messages. Yeah, she needs to get out. She needs to get out. Because, like I said, they didn't grab boyfriend and bring him into the kitchen to see if he was suitable, to see if he was good, to get to know him. They let him sit on the couch with the other men and waited on him hand and foot. Yeah. While girlfriend is stuck in the kitchen, they didn't even ask if she knew how to cook. They just brought her in there. She's a guest in your household. You don't treat her like part of the staff. Yeah, well, you're a female, so get in and help cook. Yeah. So maybe you don't disagree with me on that one, but I just figured you'd be like... <laughs> well, it's just... Hard. I wouldn't disagree with you on that because I'm not like that. You're not. You did as much or more in the kitchen on Thanksgiving than I did. Yeah, I mean, I got in there while you were okay. Like when we were, you were doing the the deviled eggs, I was, you know, I helped you peel them. Mm-hmm. I helped you cut them, or I cut them up. And you started separating them, and then I got ahead of you, so I started separating them. Now you, you did up. all the mashing and the flavoring and stuff because you, I'm not gonna fuck with that. Well, I wouldn't want you to. Yeah, I, I could, I could try. But you chopped up all the pickles that go in it. But you I got would every- let you do that part of it yeah. because that's your that that that. that, that I'm not gonna fuck with the deviled eggs. <laughs> well, I, I, that's one of those things. It's, it's not. It's not that you can't fuck with the deviled eggs. It's that I don't want you to because I do them a certain way, and I don't want anybody messing with it. That's just the same way, like when you make tuna fish. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna. I'll. I'll all right, you want me to cut up the apples? You want me to cut up this? You want me to cut up that? I'll do all that. But when it comes to the mixing and the flavor and getting the, the portions right, I try to watch how you do it. I can make it, but it wouldn't be as good. It's just that's you know that's because I have I flavor mine with my heart. <laughs> oh, and it's like when we like when we cook steaks, I do the marination. Mm-hmm. But you're the one that's better at knowing. And I'm not a I'm a man. I ain't afraid to admit it. Even when we use the grill, I did the marination. I'd go out there and put them on the grill. You're the one that decided when they need to be flipped and when they need to be taken off. Because mm-hmm. you were good at that part of it. I'm good at that part. You but had I, your part you're good at. I had my part I'm good at, and we each did our part. I, I think that's what makes this successful, and that's what, in my opinion, a partnership should be, is where you lean into your strengths, and you work together to make those strengths complement each other. Yeah. Instead of, oh, you're a woman, so you go cook and clean while I sit on the couch and watch football. Yeah. Forget you. Forget you. Well, you say that. I thought it was funny earlier because at one point, just today, 
Now, granted, you came in there pretty quick and started helping once you realized what I was doing. It was a couple of shirts and a blanket was all it was in the wash. But I, I changed out the clothes because I don't expect you to do all the laundry. Mm-hmm. And I was in there folding the clothes. And it was there was like two rags, right? And I was folding that first rag. I was like, isn't this kind of funny? It was my thought. I'm like, I'm in the bedroom folding laundry. And my wife was sitting on the couch watching football. <laughs> well, I- <laughs> but, but I thought about it, but that's, that's normal. Yeah, well, to be fair, the football game was on. on I wasn't watching it. it. I was reading Reddit to get prepared for this. Right, I know, but <laughs> but once I figured out that you were in there, I was like, oh, well, let me go, let me go in there and help, you know, and yeah, and but, we, we and, did it and I had that thought earlier because <laughs> I was doing something in the kitchen, straightening up or putting up stuff, and I'm like, I'm in the kitchen and she's in the living room watching football. This is awesome. <laughs> But it wasn't like a derogatory thought, oh, know. you know, but it was just, it was tickling me. But it was, and like, I knew you, you'd realize I was in there folding clothes. Mm-hmm. That's why I was going, trying to get through it as quick as I could. And then you showed up as I was folding shit. I was like, damn it. <laughs> but I decorated the Christmas tree today. Me and Parker did that. Okay. So you didn't do it. Yeah, you me and, and Parker, Parker, Parker and I did. I put a couple of balls on there. You did, a couple. I went, and I'm seeing a dead spot right there. In the, it's been bugging me this entire time. I've got to put a, a Christmas ball right there because there, there's like just this dead spot to keep screwing. Well, there's like four or five right in that one little spot, so you mm-hmm. could probably move one of those down. Yeah, I'm thinking that little silver one, I think I can take it down and, and put it in between those two red ones. It'll yeah. look a little bit better. That's, that's been driving me nuts this entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just, my eye just keeps going straight to you that spot on the tree. It's like, <laughs> like uh. damn it. <laughs> Well, that's like from where my TV was sitting. I, it's got a good reflection of the, the tree. Mm-hmm. And I can see exactly the areas that are, have lights that are, are not in the right spot. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, here's a good one. All right. Am I the asshole for catching my spouse with a de- with a dash cam? <laughs> catching your spouse what? <laughs> Am I the asshole for catching my spouse cheating with a dash cam? No. My spouse and I have been together for over a decade and have had our fair share of ups and downs through that period. My spouse, 30, female, has had multiple emotional affairs behind my back, and each time I've only found out by snooping. On one hand, I get that the ends don't justify the means. On the other hand, prior to doing that, each time I've asked the right questions and have gotten lies in response. My spouse was supposed to be out at a work function, but was acting strangely. Over-communicating through text, memes, etc. It just wasn't feeling right. I was aware of a co-worker that she was interested in. We had ventured into trying poly as a result of all the other events that have happened over the years. We discussed this person in particular, and he was a he was on the no-fly list. Suddenly, she stops texting, and it's approaching 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. I look at the car app and see that it's parked in a random lot, not near where the function was supposed to be at. I then turn on the cameras on the car and see my spouse with the guy I suspected in the car. Let's just say they weren't talking about work. I send her a screenshot, and obviously a big fight happens when she gets home. I'm being treated like I'm the asshole, with her going so far as to say she's disgusted by my gross invasion of her privacy. I'm of the opinion that these two breaches of trust as not in the same ballpark as one another, and I am being actively gaslit. The concept of I can't be caught if I'm in situations where snooping, uh, uh, where snooping and provide proof at, proof after is trying to confront through conversation is asking. That, that's a clunky sentence. The concept of I can't be caught if you have to snoop and catch me is asinine. 
How is this different than seeing your spouse being, uh, bringing someone home on your ring and then you decide to go home and walk in on them? I'm not the saint here. I totally own that. I'm having a hard time, though, shouldering any real feelings that I'm the asshole here. So am I. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Not even. She's repeatedly cheated on you, buddy. You need to run. Yeah. You need to fucking run. Get out. Get out. Because if she's done this multiple times in the past to the point where she caused you to open up your marriage so that it would be okay, like, she is not going to just not cheat on you. Yeah. This is going to be a continuing problem, and you need to uh, go somewhere else. Um, (laughs) Oh, this is a a short one, but this is a good one. Um, I... 32, have been with my girlfriend, 35, for about six years. Yesterday, she opens up one of my bank statements and finds out about my nest egg, which I've been building for about 10 years in the goal of retiring early. When she found out about my secret savings, she was pissed and confronted me, which led to a heated argument, as she is of the belief that what's mine and her is hers and vice versa. She said that instead of storing the money away pointlessly, I should have been helping to pay off her daughters from a previous relationship's student debt and demanded that I transfer the money to our joint account. I don't think I'm in the wrong for doing what I want with my own money, and even though I love the kid, I believe she should handle her own debts just like I did when I went to college. Am I the asshole here? Nope. (laughs) I think it is a huge red flag that this woman saw your money and immediately demanded you give her half of it, or all of it, to pay off her daughter's debt. Now, I can see why she would get a little upset because, okay, let's just assume that they're both working. Mm -hmm. If they're both working, then both of their money is going toward paying the bills. Mm -hmm. So, apparently, because the wife is paying... X number of dollars toward bills out of her checks that gives the husband an opportunity to squirrel away more of this money you know maybe maybe it's a situation where even maybe she's paying more than what he pays in the bills well we don't know that's all that's, that's what I'm saying there, yeah. there's there's more stuff going on like I want to know how, how they split up their bills yeah Number one, how do you split up your bills? How do you split up your bank account? How do you split up your income? And where is this money? Do you have a mine, yours, and ours bank account? Because if you do, that, that makes it a completely different situation as opposed to just one joint bank account and you've been squirreling something away that she doesn't know about. Now, this money predates her, which makes me wonder, why has he kept it from her for six years? Maybe he knows that she's run off and spent it. Maybe. This could be that situation with, like, with Leonard and Penny when he was putting money away that she didn't know about. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you have any idea what I could do with that kind of money? And he's like, yeah, exactly. That's why I didn't tell you about it. Yeah. Because I then, know what you would do with it. And then, and then there was a, uh, I hate to keep bringing up pop culture references or whatever, but uh, there was a situation on Friends where uh, when Chandler and Monica were getting married and she found out about his nest egg that he... Had, you know they're, they're living together at this point about to get married she found out about this nest egg that he'd been putting up for years 
and found out it was the exact amount that it would cost to put on her perfect wedding. And so she thought that he should give that to her for the wedding. And he's like, are you kidding me? Like, I want to buy a house with that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to put that toward a wedding. Are you crazy? <laughs> right. And by the end of the episode, they had worked it out and he offered the money to her for the wedding. But she said, no, she said, that's yours. You've been saving it for a specific purpose. We're going to keep it for that. Yeah. Which, which to me is the mature thing to do because he's, you know, this, this money predates you, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's doing this for a specific purpose. It's not to cut you out of your dreams or anything else. I mean, you keep rat holes that I don't know about. No, you know about the rat holes. There's it's my weed money. <laughs> <laughs> I have, so I have two bank accounts. I have a Chime bank account, and then I have one at that bank down in Texas just to keep it open. And the money that I get from the rental car place, I have $50 that goes into one bank account every two weeks, and then $75 that goes into another bank account. I'm, not talking, about, I'm talking about your cash rat holes. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I need to replace those. <laughs> I don't have those right now. Uh, but but, I've used up all my cash rat holes. And they used, don't ever get replaced. I used up all my cash rat holes, too. But um, I, I'm, I am planning on going by the bank on, uh, on Monday and replacing both yours and my cash rat, uh, cash rat holes. Because you, you should always have, like, a stash hundred. Because you just never know. But, yeah, those, those are the two bank accounts that I have. <laughs> That's my weed money. <laughs> so the last of my rat hole money that I had stashed away went to you taking the kids to the fair yeah well that's where my rat hole money went too yep. so we we kind of we kind of blew that one on both of us but that was a good thing to use the rat hole money on because you said the kids had a good time and so to me that's what you have that money for or stuff like that yeah and i never have an issue with spending money on the kids and, you know? and we didn't do anything stupid with it. You know, I came back with, with a little bit extra that I was able to give to the kids and they could, you know, take to their fairs that they were having at school and stuff like that. You and, so, know. and that's one thing, too, think about the money with the kids, too. I, one thing I've noticed, that I, and I, I don't think everybody's kids would be this way. Mm-hmm. I would like to think they would be, but I don't think they are. And what I mean by it is, like, every time you've given either one of the kids cash to go out with friends or go do whatever when they have money left over they don't just assume to keep it mm-hmm. now granted more times than not you tell them no just keep it in case you need it for something later but every time they always come back to you and, uh, and they start handing you money like what is this for yeah it always surprises me it's like oh well, i didn't spend it all so i was giving it back to you yeah and like we were looking for cash for something the other day and one of the kids was like oh i think i still got they said, oh, you remember, Mom, you told me to keep that money from the other day. I still got like 10, 12, 15, whatever it was. I can use that, you know? But, yeah, because we... But they we, always... We, we don't typically keep cash at the house. I just because we always use debit cards. Right. But sometimes they need stuff for school in cash form. Right. And I didn't have any cash the other day, and they needed something to take to school. But it turns out that Aaron had some cash from a previous time. And was like, well, I'll just use that. Okay, great. I'll replace yeah. it. Don't worry. I'll put some money on your green light card. Yeah. But it just, you just mentioned that and made me think about it. That's like uh, that's every time. They always bring it back. Yeah. We got good kids. Well, hey, you gave me $30. I only spent 27 Here's the other $3. I mean, no matter what it is, they always try to give it back. Yeah. They don't assume that they can just keep it. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. When I was a kid, I probably wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Probably you gave me $30? Oh, it was 31 actually. I had to borrow a dollar from somebody. 
I'm over here walking around with a 20 in my pocket. <laughs> it's because you're a bad kid. Um, well, I never really ever got money for anything. So you tried to squirrel it away whenever you did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you. <laughs> All right. Here's a doozy. You're going to like this one. Am I the asshole for not telling my girlfriend that my brother is a registered sex offender? Whoa, 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 back up. Say this again. Am I the asshole for not telling my girlfriend that my brother is a registered sex offender? <laughs> Something tells me that maybe the girlfriend already has a, a child, maybe? Okay, he starts this off in big, bold letters by saying, I do not condone anything that my brother did. I don't defend him or say he is innocent. One of my brothers is a registered sex offender. He can't be around anyone 18, under 18 ever again, live or otherwise be around places like schools or daycares. In addition, he has to inform the court if he enters a romantic relationship with a woman so the court can notify her of my brother's record towards women. Look, like I said, I don't condone anything my brother does. His crimes were awful and I don't defend him. I try not to be around him if I can help it. He was at Thanksgiving dinner because my mom invited him and she and my stepdad were hosting. Afterwards, my mom asked me to drive him and one of my other siblings home. My girlfriend found out about my brother because of a sign on his lawn that he is required to have due to his status. She is angry that I didn't tell her about my brother. It's not like I defend him and I don't get why his crimes have anything to do with me. We don't want kids and I would never leave her alone with him. I also don't think people should be judged on things people do who happen to share the same DNA. I had nothing to do with anything my brother did. I don't defend him or even like him very much. I don't even have his phone number or anything. My girlfriend says I shouldn't want to be around him. I don't like being around him, but it wasn't my decision to invite him to Thanksgiving, and it wasn't my house, so I had no say. We were talking about moving in together soon. My girlfriend says it's on hold because she doesn't know who I am. I don't understand why she is angry. I'm not my brother, and I do nothing to defend or justify the horrible things he's done. I see her point, but she is completely overreacting. I can understand her being upset by, hey, how do you not tell me I was around somebody like that? Because maybe she would could have, there might have been a situation at, at one point where she was off by herself talking to him. Mm -hmm. And she didn't know the danger that she could have been in. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think he probably should have said, hey, Okay, well, okay, for instance, I had a relative growing up in and out of jail. Mm -hmm. uh, my cousin I go went fishing with a lot, his older brother. Mm -hmm. Trouble. Anytime he was around, like if I had a girlfriend around anywhere, I said, hey, don't go off anywhere with him. Not that he didn't do anything to you, but he you just don't trust him. You can't trust him, right? Mm hmm. But, and so I, I can kind of see how he, he, he probably should have warned her, but even though he didn't, I can see how she could be upset, but I think she's like, I don't even know you are anymore. Shut up. Yeah, you do. So one, one of the comments here, I think, puts it pretty succinctly. She's not judging you for what he did. She's judging you for what you did which is to keep this information from her, which takes away her ability to make decisions about her own safety and who she's around. Right, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. 
Um, I would have declined to go to your Thanksgiving where your family just overlooks his crimes. And, I, and, and honestly, coming from the point of view of the girlfriend, that's the part I would have an issue with. Oh, I had no say over it. You could have not gone. You could have told mom, hey, is my brother going to be there? Thanks. We'll see you next year. Yeah, well, he's not, if he's coming, I'm not going. Yeah, if he's coming, I'm but not going. But then that would have been the am I the asshole for refusing to go to Thanksgiving dinner. But am I the asshole for refusing to go to Thanksgiving dinner where they invited my sex offender brother, who apparently was a violent sex offender if the court has to notify any woman in his life. Yeah. That means he was a violent sex offender. Yeah. And probably a repeated sex offender. Yeah. He is not the kind of person you want around. And I understand mom and their little boy or whatever have a separate Thanksgiving for the sex offender brother. Don't force the rest of your family to be around this guy yeah. and, and tacitly support his crimes. Yep. But holy crap, if you're the kind of sex offender that's got to have a sign out in your yard, that's, 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 hmm, that's pretty bad. <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> We're going to end on this one. I like this one. All right. <laughs> Am I the asshole for calling the cops instead of an ambulance for the guy who tried to steal my motorcycle? <laughs> <laughs> I'd call the cops and be like, hey. Come get you, boy. <laughs> uh, there's a dude over here. He, he's bleeding all over my fucking concrete. Can you come get him? <laughs> what happened? A motherfucker tried to steal my bike, so I beat the fuck out of him. He's laying here on the ground. Some guy tried to steal my motorcycle last night. He dropped it on himself and was injured enough that he could not get out from under it. <laughs> I'd have left his ass there. Fuck him. I'd have stood on the damn thing. <laughs> my dogs were going nuts, so I went to the front window to see what was up. I found him pinned under my bike. He was in a fair bit of pain. He asked me to help him get the bike off him, but I didn't want to go near him. I called the cops on the non-emergency line and told them what happened. Cops showed up 20 minutes later. <laughs> He's been, under the damn bike 20 minutes. I'd have been standing on that fucking bike or sitting on it, <laughs> jumping up and down. That hurt, motherfucker? The, the cops called for an ambulance. My mom said I have no compassion and that he could have been seriously hurt. She's oh, always fuck. hated my motorcycle. I told her that I have no compassion for thieves. We're now fighting and it's making Thanksgiving weekend awesome. <laughs> I did the same fucking thing. I ain't no way I'm going to help your ass up. Man, fuck you. So what's wrong with you? <laughs> So, you know, just coming from a point of view of, oh, okay, let's say it was my bike. And, and you know, I'm, I'm alone at the house and there's some guy that tried to steal my bike and he dumped it on himself and he's pinned under. They could go anywhere fucking near him. He could have a gun. He could have a knife. Yeah, you wouldn't go out there. He could, be, he could be luring me closer to try to get to. No. Yeah, like, pretending you, you to be caught. Exactly. No, you're going to stay under the bike right where you're at. <laughs> and you can wait for the cops to get here and they can get the bike off of you. What's wrong with you? You want me to get this bike off you so you can fucking run? What's, you think I'm crazy? Well, see, that kind of reminds me about this one thing that came across TikTok today. It was a security camera that the guy saw someone pull up. You know, people, you know, it's real quick, still a catalytic converter. Mm -hmm. Catalytic yeah. converter off a car, right? And apparently they're worth a lot of money. I don't know why people steal them so much. Well, you could ask Kid Rock's fans. So, but he saw on his security camera... This car pull up, a guy got out and got underneath his car. So he knew what the guy was doing. Yeah. So while the guy was under there, 
He threw some clothes on real fast, ran outside, jumped in this motherfucker's car, and took off. <laughs> and, they, and the guy got up under his car, and he was, like, jumping around going, fuck, fuck, fuck. You know? <laughs> Didn't know what to do, because while he was trying to steal a catalytic converter, somebody stole his car. <laughs> Which I thought was just fucking awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and, you know, I'm trying not to be an asshole. I'm I'm trying to, you know, compassion for my fellow man and everything. But those stories I hear, people getting run over when they're trying to steal catalytic converters because the people were in the car and didn't know somebody was under it, and so they backed up and backed over them. I'm having a lot of trouble feeling a lot of sympathy for stuff like that, you know? If you get hurt in the commission of a crime, maybe you had it coming. Yeah. Pick a, pick a better crime. You, you do something a little safer. It's like I saw the one where the girl, the lady was walking down this alley or whatever, and this guy on like a little moped or whatever comes up and tries to like rob her, right? Mm-hmm. So she's like freaking out, so she should, so that she can act like she can get away. She like tosses the purse off to the side, right? And she's like, "There, go get it, go get it." And she's like throws her hands up, right? So the guy gets off his little moped and goes to pick up the purse, and while he does that, she jumps on the moped and hauls ass. <laughs> <laughs> she takes off on it, and he's like standing there holding the purse. It's like. Well, I got her purse, but now she's got my fucking bike, you know? <laughs> and she, like, throws up the finger. I mean, I know it's all staged, but yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, but it's she, like, funny. throws up the finger, like, fuck you. <laughs> you got my purse, but I got your bike, bitch. <laughs> or you see, the, like, the, the security camera videos inside these these businesses. The next thing you know, you're sitting there watching the security camera, like, why are they showing this? All of a sudden, bam, some dude just falls. Falls to the ceiling. And then can't get out because it's like all locked up. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy's like just going back and forth. He can't figure out how to climb back up because mm-hmm. there's nothing to climb on. He can't get out because there's all the windows and the doors are locked and barred. And so he ended up just sitting there until the fucking somebody shows up to arrest him. Because mm-hmm. he. I mean, what are you going to do? His you're, dumbass can't get out. You're in a prison of your own making at that point. He's like, great job staking out the joint, buddy. <laughs> So this is not about crime, but it was about a ring doorbell. And it, it was a TikTok that I saw the other day that made me laugh so freaking hard. This guy was leaving out the front door, and he was on the front porch, and he just rips this I saw that giant one. fart. And he goes, no, he oh, God. He didn't fart. He blew ass. He did. And he was like, oh, God, I hope they don't have a ring. And he turns around and saw the camera and went, motherfucker. Fucker. And then starts cracking up, laughing his way down. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw that. Man, I hope they don't have a ring. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and you just hear him laughing from the from the front yard. <laughs> I'm talking, that was one of those, if he'd have done that on the couch, it would have rattled the entire couch. <laughs> so, ooh, that one. That would make, that, that's one of those, like, pops you back. A little bit. <laughs> now, why did, my, why did my Xbox just turn off? Because you haven't done anything with it in so long, it just went into sleep mode. That's ridiculous. Well, um, it probably is time to go into sleep mode on the podcast because okay. we have been doing this for uh, an hour and 20 minutes. And we had not a damn... I like those and my the assholes. Yeah, though. I those do too. Fun. They're kind of fun. Well, um, I, I, know, I know I keep saying I need to add in some other stuff other than just am I the assholes, but they're so much fun to read. They are. Because, you know, some of them are doozies and you're like, oh yeah, you're definitely the asshole. <laughs> yeah, you 100%. <laughs> Why are you even asking? <laughs> <laughs> you're just trying to get a little validation from strangers, buddy. Yeah, That's all that is. somebody somewhere will take your side, but it ain't going to be here today. No, it is not here today. 
Uh, well, thank you for joining us on uh, this special post-Thanksgiving, uh, post-food coma um, podcast. And I hope that you have enjoyed yourself. And uh, we will, well, hopefully, if everything goes right, we'll see you next week. Yep. And we love you. Bye.